Welcome back to Devil's Talking Padres. This is your co-host, Bobby Murphy. I'll be without Dom for this episode as he is in San Diego. He's going to some games this weekend at Petco, and he'll be announcing for Blaze Radio at the Arizona State versus USC football game at the Coliseum. So it's just me today. Padres just wrapped up a series against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Last series of the season against them. And the Padres, just like the last two series against the Dodgers in the past month, one game one, then dropped the last two. So another series lost to the Dodgers. Padres have lost all six against them this year and have not beat them in a series since last June. But magic number for the Padres to make the playoffs is three as the Phillies have been just absolutely falling down a hole and the Brewers are just hanging on to that last spot. Phillies and Brewers are tied as of Thursday morning when I'm recording. And the Padres, six games left. Three against the White Sox, three against the Giants, all at home. So two sub-500 teams. The White Sox have lost eight out of ten, and, and we'll talk about them in a sec. But to get to this Padres Dodgers series, game one, super exciting game, th- three to four win, and Snell looked amazing in this game. Five innings, shutout, one hit, three walks, but six strikeouts, did not allow any runs. And then Nick Martinez allowed a, a few runs in relief coming after Snell. But the rest of the bullpen looked good. Robert Suarez worked an inning and a third, striking out two, walking a guy, and allowing two hits, but he was able to get out of it. Luis Garcia, Josh Hader, and Pierce Johnson finished the game, and Hader did allow an unearned run. Pretty ugly game from both sides, actually, late in the game. Dodgers had two errors, one in left and one at short, to allow the Padres to score, and then top nine, Hader's pitching, and the Dodgers did score to tie the game, but it was on a pass ball. It's definitely all Faro's fault, but bottom ten, Padres were able to walk it off on a walk with Jorge Alfaro up to the plate. This was his fifth walk off of the year, and it was just a super exciting game, super packed game for the Padres, and no one for the Padres had double-digit hits. Both teams only had six hits in this game, so not a huge offense, but huge win for the Padres as winning the first game looked like they could have ended up winning the series, but game two, Padres offense just looked absolutely awful. They did out hit the Dodgers seven to five, but one for 10th runners in scoring position was just abysmal. Manny and Nola both had two hits, but the rest of the lineup really did nothing whatsoever. Really disappointing performance by the offense. They were going against Julio Urias, who's been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year, but offense just looked really bad. Pitching looked amazing. Musgrove, five innings shutout, did allow four walks and four hits, but eight strikeouts, and he was just getting out of jams left and right, crunch every single inning. He left the bases loaded twice, and the bullpen looked amazing. Tim Hill, Luis Garcia pitching six and seven perfect. Nick Martinez and then Josh Hader pitching the nine striking out too. But Steven Wilson did blow the game. But of course, in the 10th inning, there was a guy in second to start it. This was just, I mean, this entire series by Bob Melvin was kind of questionable in how he was managing it, in my opinion, and a lot of Padres fans as well. But Grisham wasn't able to get the bat down, wasn't able to bunt to bring in the runner to tie the game in the bottom of the 10th. But a lot of people mad at Bob Melvin for letting Grisham hit there. He's been really bad this year. Just really atrocious at the plate, hitting about 183 below the Mendoza. And he has just been looking really bad at the plate this year. And leaving the runner on third after Josh Bell is able to move him over. I would have loved to see a Zocar there or Alfaro or really just anyone but Grisham. He's the Padres' best bunter. He wasn't able to lay the bunt down. And that really just hurt for the Padres. But Soto in this game is 0 for 4, came 0 for 4 in the leadoff spot. Cronenworth over four, just really disappointing performance by the Padres lineup here. Like I said, one for 10 with runners in scoring position. Only hit was from Drury and just offense was not able to get anything going. And this entire series, the offense did not look good whatsoever, but Padres did leave eight guys on base in that game. Going into the rubber match on Thursday, looked like the Padres could have had a chance. Took an early lead. 
Drury, two run single up the middle in the first, getting through some Dodgers, but that's all the Padres were able to get, getting shut out the last eight innings. Again, out hitting the Dodgers 10 to 7, and Padres did have a bullpen day in this game. Steven Wilson pitched the first inning, struck out two, and looked really good. Sean I looked fine. I mean, he pitched the second through fifth inning, two hits, one run, three strikeouts. Over 62 pitches, he looked fine. And Manaya against the Dodgers has really struggled a lot this year, but he looked fine in his appearance here. Chris Johnson, two-thirds of an inning, just got hit really hard. Two strikeouts, one walk, four hits, and three runs. Couldn't get through an entire inning, so pretty disappointing performance from him, but Pierce Johnson will be a huge piece for this bullpen as the, the season ends and Padres are looking to push it for a playoff spot, but Morejon looks fine, two and a third, allowed one run, and then Stammen pitched the ninth shutout. Other than that, again, the offense just looks really bad. One for nine with runners in scoring position, leaving 10 guys on base, and out hitting the Dodgers once again. We're not able to move anyone in, really, except for in that first inning, but Profar with Three for five, Drury two for four, only guys with more than one hit in this Padres lineup. But again, another questionable move by Bob Melvin. Brandon Dixon, 30-year-old player from La Jolla, for San Diego guy, went 0 for 4 in this game. Not sure why he is getting at-bats late in this game when they have Josh Bell on the bench. But some really disappointing moves from Bob Melvin in this series that in a huge series where the Padres do not have a playoff spot locked down, they do not have it guaranteed yet, it's likely they'll make it magic numbers three with six games to go so they should be looking fine but overall pretty disappointing by Bob Melvin in the series as the Padres lose to the Dodgers once again in a series that looks like they could have had winning game one again just like the last two series against the Los Angeles Dodgers and then dropping the last two but this one it looks like the Padres definitely could have had it had some chances to tie it late in the game but with runners in scoring position in this game the Padres just looked really bad. Soto and Machado both had one hit, but they both left a lot of guys on base, striking out late in the game, leaving 10 guys on base. But just once again, Dodgers beat the Padres. Disappointing. If the Padres want to beat the Dodgers, it'll, they'll, we'll have to do it in the playoffs. If the Padres do advance past the first round, got to get there first. Might play the Braves. It depends how it goes with the huge Braves Mets series this weekend. But the road for the Padres will very likely go through Los Angeles in the NLDS if they can get there. So the Padres keep winning the first game. They just can't finish it. And their offense has just not looked good at all against this Dodgers team. Moving on to the next series, Padres will be hosting the Chicago White Sox, who have lost eight out of 10, have been eliminated from the playoffs. One of the most disappointing teams in the league this year for the White Sox. They were actually my pick to make the World Series from the AL side, but here they are, 77 and 79, eliminated have lost eight out of their last 10, and they have just been really disappointed so far this year. They have some guys in the lineup who are solid. They have some good pitchers, but they just couldn't put it all together. For this series, Padres will be throwing out Darvish, Clevenger, and Snell, which I love for this series because the Padres are, were pretty much banking on making the playoffs, which it looks likely, likely that it will happen. But throwing Darvish in game one here against the White Sox instead of against the Dodgers allows him just an extra day of rest where he will pitch in a potential game one wildcard series. And Darvish, Dom and I have been saying it for the last few weeks. He will be the Padres' number one starter that has not been announced yet. The Padres obviously need to clinch, but he's been looking amazing for the Padres over the last month. He's won his last six decisions, five starts in September, 1.36 ERA. His last start at Coors, six innings, two runs, and that was coming after his annual player of the week where he went 14 shutout, allowing three hits, over 14 innings with 15 strikeouts. So Darvish has been the Potters guy so far. And Clemens will be pitching game two, did get hit hard in Coors in his last start, four innings, five runs, eight hits. But again, that was at Coors. He did look great at home against the Cardinals in a start before that. Five and two-thirds shutout. Clemson could be a number four starter for this Padres team. Could be a Clemson and I piggyback in a potential playoff game. But Padres, of course, need to get there first. And 
the first three guys will be locked in. Of course, Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove should be the one, two, three for the Padres in the wild card series against probably the Braves, which is a really scary lineup. But with Darvish, Snell, and Musgrove, I feel really comfortable with all three of those guys going out there any given day. Nothing's clinched yet. Need to win at least three games. And if the Padres can take two out of three here, that'd be great. Snell, pitching game three, looks great over his last two starts. Five shutout against the Dodgers. Seven shutout with 13 Ks against the Cardinals last week. So he's been looking hot. He hasn't allowed a run in his last 12 innings over two starts. And in his five starts in September, 2.17 ERA. So he's been looking very good. For the White Sox, Davis Martin will be on the mound for game one. 2.12 ERA in three starts in September. Hasn't pitched that much this year. Not going deep into games. Last two starts, six innings, three runs. Six innings, one run. So he's been looking good. He's a serviceable piece in the starting rotation. So he's been looking good. 25 years old, right-handed pitcher. So we'll see what happens if Kim will lead off, or I'm guessing it'll be pro far for much of the series because he did look solid in that Dodgers series. But game two, Dylan Cease for Saturday, one of the best pitchers in all of baseball this year. 2.06 ERA. He is a Cy Young candidate. We'll probably finish top three in the AL for Cy Young voting, but he's been looking really good this year. Month of September, over five starts, 1.13 ERA. So he's just been mowing down hitters. Complete game shutout earlier in September. His last start, six innings shutout, six innings, one run. He's been looking really good so far this month, well as the entire season. So this will be a tough matchup for the Padres. Again, right-handed thrower for Cease. So I would expect Profar to lead off. Unfortunately, Grisham will get some at-bats. He's just been really bad for the Padres this year offensively and not the player that he was at all in 2020. Lance Lynn on Sunday, 4.16 ERA. Hasn't been that great this year, but over his last... Five starts in the month of September, 2.67 ERA. So he has been looking a lot better. And this is after his last start, five innings, 10 hits, four runs. So that is just a little bit inflated, but a little bit of tough pitching matchups, all right-handed pitchers for the White Sox this series. Profar will lead off probably all three games. Kim going right on right. He might lead off a game, but I would expect Profar to be at the top all three games because, of course, as a switch hitter, he'll be up there and we'll have a more favorable matchup. Grisham, even as a lefty, I would expect him to hit near the bottom of the order because he has not been looking good at all right now for this lineup but moving on to the lineup for the white Sox, a few guys in here are some pretty big bats jose abreu 15 home runs on the year 75 rbis 826 ops no one on this team has 20 home runs for the white Sox lineup but seven guys with double digit home runs andrew vaughn is one of them he's a really exciting young bat 17 home runs 764 ops and then luis robert hitting 284 this year 12 home runs 746 OPS. So there's some bats in this lineup that are pretty solid. Elo Jimenez has been solid and he's been playing this year. Josh Harrison has been a great utility bat for them. Tim Anderson has only played 79 games this year, but 301 batting average, only six home runs. But when he's healthy, he's a really exciting bat and really fun player in this lineup. Yohan Moncada really struggling this year. 212 at batting average with a 635 OPS. So he's not the bat that they're expecting him to be this year. This is a lineup that has some guys in here that are pretty good. AJ Pollock has been one of the mainstays in the outfield for them this year. But the Padres pitching should be able to do fine against them with the three guys that the Padres have going out, Darvish, Clevenger, and Snell. Two or three guys, whom of which will start in a potential wildcard series. But not huge power throw in this lineup. Jose Abreu is solid, more of a batting average guy over the last few years. 306 batting average on the year. Jose Abreu is pretty much leading their team in everything. Batting average, RBIs, on base percentage, and hits. Andrew Vaughn at 17 home runs is leading them there. But this is a lineup that the Padres pitching staff should be able to get to, should be able to shut down pretty well. Moving on to the bullpen, Liam Hendricks has been one of the best closers in baseball. 34 saves, 2.96 ERA with 78 strikeouts in 54 and two-thirds innings. He has been the closer for the White Sox this year. He's been pretty solid for them and one of the best in the league. Reynaldo Lopez, 2.80 ERA, 
0.93 whip and 62 strikeouts in 64 and a third innings. He's been pretty much the main like seventh inning guy for the White Sox this year. And then they've had a few guys in, in the setup spot in the eighth inning. Kendall Graveman with 25 holds has been looking really good for this entire season. 3.27 ERA, 1.4 whip, which is not as great, but he's been a very solid guy for the White Sox in the eighth inning. Joe Kelly as well. He's been really been struggling this year, 6.31 ERA, and pretty much from here struggling earlier in the year, they moved Kendall Graveman and Jose Ruiz with the 4.60 ERA into the eighth inning spot, but not the best bullpen. Once you get later into the eighth and ninth inning, Ronaldo Lopez and Liam Hendricks have been very solid, so Padres can jump on these pitchers early in the game. I mean, Lynn and Cease have been looking really good recently over the past month, and Cease, I mean, if the Padres really have to win game one here against Davis Martin, because if, if they lose game one, then they have to go against Cease with just the backs against the wall in this series. So win game one, that would be huge. Taking a loss to Cease would not be the worst thing ever. And then Lance Lynn on Sunday, Padres have to win two out of three here. Still likely that they will make the playoffs, but if they win two out of three here, the chances will raise substantially as they host the Giants for the last game of the series after this next week. But huge series for the Padres. Getting closer to clinching the playoffs, there's a chance they do if they sweep. They could clinch as early as Friday, I believe. But with the Magic number as three, San Diego Padres are getting much, much closer to clinching the playoffs with six games left in the season. And of course, all Padres fans, Dom and I included among the most, cannot wait for the Padres to have a playoff game over a full season. I mean, if they advance, they will get their first home series with fans since 2006. And just this could be so exciting for the San Diego Padres. Of course, that losing that series to the Dodgers was really tough. The offense did look bad. Hopefully they can heat up this series, especially in game one against Davis Martin. But losing to the Dodgers always hurts. Does not give Padres fans or the entire organization a lot of hope for beating them in a potential playoff series. But just got to get there first, win two or three against the White Sox, and then host the Giants for the final series of the season. So thank you for tuning in to Devil's Talking Padres, your co-host Bobby Murphy. I will be back on Sunday, probably by myself again. Dom will be driving back from San Diego. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Bobby Murphy 2000 and Dominic on Twitter at DMSTERN19. Make sure you check in to EBT with all of our Padres, Aztecs, and all other San Diego sports news on eastvillagetimes.com and EBT underscore news on Twitter. Thank you for tuning in and go Padres.